This episode of This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty is brought to you by Worthy Rent-A-Car. We know how to take reservations. We just might not know how to hold reservations. Welcome to This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty, the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. Do us a solid. Check out our YouTube channel, This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty. Subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. If you dig it, please pass it on. Check out our website, SeinfeldPodcast.com. Email us at ThisPodcastIsMakingMeThirsty at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at ThisThirsty. Follow us on Instagram at ThisThirsty. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 120, you know, is today's guest from her many appearances on all your favorite shows, including Modern Family, Judging Amy, Will and Grace and Home Improvement. And of course, she was Jerry's girlfriend, Donna, in the season two episode of Seinfeld, The Phone Message. Please welcome Gretchen German. Gretchen, thanks for joining. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So, Gretchen. Take us back. Um, February 13th, 1991, the phone message aired on NBC. You filmed filmed it in December of 90. So, yeah, just I'm impressed you know the stuff. Okay. (laughs) Just a few years back. So, there's a lot of history on this this episode. And we talked before, we we rank it number one of all time, which is is rare. uh, It is. We'll we'll dig a little bit into that, but okay. tell us I have about, some opinions on that too. Yeah, sure. So right. t- tell us a little bit of how the role of Donna came about. We all love Donna. How Donna came about the the whole yeah. audition process. What do you remember? I remember very little. Um, I know uh, the casting directors, Mark Hirschfeld and Meg Lieberman. Were, Mark was had become kind of a friend of mine, and he had me in, and they. I mean, all the show had the show had only aired like four or five episodes. It was that little summer season, right? And nobody knew about the show. I'd never seen it. And, but there was a buzz. And I remember my agents being super excited because they had heard that the show was going to be something, you know? Um, And that, that's all I really remember about the whole casting process. Um, it, It was I don't. I didn't read with Jerry or anything interesting. <laughs> I just met them all on the set. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and we yeah. we were looking into a little bit of the history of this show. Yeah. There could be a reason for that. I'm not sure how much of this you were privy to, but wow. um, there was another episode that was supposed that's right. to air. Yeah, that's right. It yeah, was like yeah. last minute. Yes, your episode was kind of thrown together last minute, and it kind of screwed the scheduling up a bit. I think uh, from what we gathered. So. Do you like remember there was another that? one that we're going to yeah. do and they, they can yes. just mix the whole script? Yes. That's right. Yes. They, even they, shot, they might have even shot Mark... some of it. Yeah. And then they had to mix oh, the whole thing. Had... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It was a uh, it was a Larry, a Larry Charles episode in reference to a gun. And so it didn't play uh, the Sharonis, Jason Alexander, Julia at all. I kind of didn't yeah. think it was funny. So they literally, Larry David put together the phone message in two days. Okay, that actually explains some stuff to me too. So, 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you might not have been privy to that. They probably just they probably just started the phone message with because uh, you, your your table read. I don't know if you remember the table read, but it was off schedule from what we gathered as well. It was like on a Friday. Usually they're on Wednesdays. I don't know if everything else was rushed or if you felt rushed or anything like that. I don't remember, but I will tell you that one thing that was kind of interesting is I done guest things on other shows, and I've done many since then, and. And the truth is they kind of don't care about the guest actor. You're there to serve the, the piece. You go, you do your thing, you leave. But this one was a little different. And when it got to where, like, when we were rehearsing the bit on the sofa, you know, and we're, like, snuggling on the sofa, talking about cotton dockers, and Larry David came in. And just he sat over, you know, by the cereal in the kitchen, you know. Oh, oh wait, you're right. It's behind you. And um, he, he he sat over there and he kept throwing out lines to us, which we would kind of tweak and try things. And he actually kept saying, you know, Gretchen, is this is it funny? Do you think it's funny? And I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Which no one ever asked the, the guest actor's opinion. But he did. And I... But, and maybe that's it. Maybe they were really kind of writing on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> and that that scene you're referring to, we love that yeah. scene. As we said, it's the number one episode. And really, the chemistry between you and Jerry and just you're snuggling with them there and everything's going great. And then, boom, the con dockers come up and he just can't yeah. let it go. And you're really trying to let it go and get back into it. And we just love how the how you know that switches from in the mood to just not in the mood real quick like yeah, that you know i um i read something somewhere um it was either like one of those like seinfeldia websites or <laughs> books or something that said and i don't know you guys would know this but that my episode was they call it the first of jerry's capricious dumpings and i always thought that it was kind of interesting the way that Larry Day was throwing out things that it almost felt like they were trying to decide would he really dump her because she liked commercials, you know? And I, and they decided that yes, he would. But I feel like it kind of informed the rest of the series, you know, and and his reaction to women and his pickiness about things, and and so you know, it was the beginning of something. Yeah, Very well. Very well said, and that theme that you just mentioned is yeah. why we rank it so high. I mean, oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, a lot, you talk to a lot of you know fanatics. Like, oh, well, there wasn't a lot of Kramer in it. There wasn't a lot of Elaine in it, but yeah, that's okay. Like they they played their parts. And and George, the George bit was brilliant, unbelievable. Was Great the, was and then talking about setting up characters. I mean, yeah, and that sets up yeah. George. That personifies George. That whole storyline. What what was that line they say where there? It's like um. They were warning each other that, that the girl was coming back. Tippy toe. Tippy toe. Tippy toe. Tippy toe. But it's it's the core of the show is Jerry and George and their friendship. Like yeah, at its core, and that did it better than than anything, right? Like yeah. Yeah. them talking about yeah. the date and the apple, and they both have a date on the Saturday night. Like, I mean, that was that's what the show was about, you know, and. They yeah. had a kooky neighbor, yeah. They had an ex-girlfriend, sure, but they weren't, you know, in our mind, supposed to be the oh, anchor yeah. of the show, right? Yeah, um, So, and again, to your point, a lot of common themes were uh, 
planted, but also really elevated during his show, like the Jerry thing, obviously. But well, actually, George, I don't think he, he I don't think he would go to. Yeah, but I don't think Jerry dumped you. I think you dumped Jerry, if I recall. Yeah, because, well, we, we were trying it again. And then he told everyone about my love of the commercial. Yeah. I don't know if anybody gets that nowadays because those commercials aren't, it kind of doesn't matter, I guess. But yeah, I mean, commercials time. Commercials were a big thing back then. They're not as big now because we have all the DVRs and Netflix and everything. But yeah, yeah to your point, so so that second scene where you're trying to kind of rekindle it and then, you know, George yeah. George blows and then Kramer really blows it in Kramer fashion, yeah. you know, cotton dockers, you know, he says one line, but... <laughs> Um, what, what do you remember about, um, you know, working with, with Jason and, and Michael, uh, you know, in those scenes um, or maybe throughout the week? Jason was wonderful. And again, remembering this still really early on and the, the show wasn't a big hit yet. So we just hung out. He took me out to lunch. We, you know, we hung out and, and the other girl that played his girlfriend, you know, we all kind of hung out together. He was the one who was the most social with the guest stars you know he was a nice guy and and over the years after that i've run into him a few times and he was always really nice really sweet um i had very little to do with michael richards except just rehearsing and i remember hanging out backstage with him before because he was back there waiting to go on after i i went on first and we had the scenes and then he came in and so he was kind of hanging out there and you know those guys are always a little awkward with me that it's often you know the the girl guest star no one knows how to behave with her jerry was a little shy too he was pretty shy i have to say <laughs> um, you know we were the whole snuggling on the sofa thing definitely got him all fatutzed and everything. And, and I, you know, he wasn't at that time really an actor. I think he was a stand-up and he hadn't done that much acting. So right. I think he was still a little shy. Yeah, you could kind of sense the nervousness, the nervousness there. Yeah. Well, what was he drinking? An orange juice? Like you you offered to come back to his apartment, he whips out the orange juice. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. But I think, but I remember all of that being a choice also. Like he and Larry David had talked about what would he be drinking? What would they be, you know? (laughs) Well, what's interesting is, yeah, and then you fast forward to when you came back in the second scene and he had the white wine out. Maybe that was like some sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, to relax you a little bit. Stepping up the relationship. (laughs) But um, it's just, you, you have such an, it's, you, you mentioned it was so early on. It was actually only the ninth episode. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it, it did 13 million, right? Compared to awful episodes like The Frogger doing 35 million, which, <laughs> but again, listen, Wednesday night, early on is what it is. But yeah. you had such a unique perspective, right? And listen, you did 227, one of my favorite shows. You, you were... <laughs> I think that was my first job. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, Gretchen, I always like saying, uh, you know, man, we, uh, what's her name? Jack A always did the, uh, anyway. And, yeah. and what's her name? You know, the, the, the uh, Regina. Uh, yeah. From the Jeffersons, right? She played the little girl. Oh, the little girl. Yes, yes. She's now she's, yeah. A huge director and, yeah, a star. 
Yeah. So listen, you, yeah, you've, uh, I mean, worked with so many greats at that early stage, but um, I mean, Seinfeld ninth episode, like, like you said it, they were kind of just, Larry was kind of like trying to tell jokes, Gretchen, does this work? Like, did you, did you have a sense after you left that show? Like, wow, this was something special or wow, this is just another sitcom I was on. No, it was definitely cool. It, there was a cachet of having uh, having done it, and um, it was Chironis uh, that directed, right? And he was kind of cool. They, there was just like I said, there was a vibe about it. And in the business, they kind of thought, "Oh, yeah, this is going to do well," but but no one was watching it yet. So, right? Yeah, know, it's that interesting, that, and that's that's where our kind of love comes from because we were watching it it was one of those things where you know as it got bigger and bigger more people were watching but it changed and you know that's why we cherish the early seasons uh you mentioned jerry how you know and, and it's evident he talks about it too you know this was early on ninth episode second season uh he's not an actor right he's he's just kind of get and in this episode a lot of his dialogue with you is really just him telling jokes you know he tells a lactose intolerant joke says he never saw i love lucy you know the Which scottish says Irish. something What's about like a guy who doesn't know how to deal with women so he just kind of makes it was also if you remember right. those first episodes they still had that little stand-up bit yeah there was a middle bit yeah middle stand-up that's it right yeah yeah yeah. so there was a lot a lot of those jokes i'm curious what how much kind of fun that was you know the car scene he's like irish scottish what's the different lassie you know he uses his irish like all that kind of he's 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 being himself probably right that's probably how he picked up girls back then you know as a comedian trying to be funny telling jokes um i'm curious you said like larry was throwing lines during like the couch scene and stuff was there any type of, um, you know, were those all written as they were and they were first takes or was he trying different bits, different jokes? Was it, was it more I, of like, um, or was they it were trying kind of all the sorts of things. Yeah. They were definitely playing around with it. Yeah. And, and like you said, I think we, we had kind of a funny chemistry because he was so awkward. And I feel like I was kind of enjoying his awkwardness a little bit, you know, and, and that was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, you definitely played off him very well as far as, uh, you know, on the couch, the smiling, the laughing. It's all believable, and which makes the turn even better because then it gets really blue. Because you could see you're just like, he's not letting this go. He's not letting the Dockers go. And then it becomes, all right, I'm going to have to argue about this and and state my case. And, uh, you know, it just just plays really well uh, for a relationship. And, you know, I don't know, like early on in your career where you – you know, were you used to that sort of, uh, I guess, back and forth and, and kind of change in a character? Or usually guest stars, like you said, are just coming in and, you know, doing their yeah. thing. But you, you had a much bigger role in the scene, they, you know? Sometimes, you know, someone will come in with a script the last minute and they changed everything. But not there's not usually a lot of exploration. Yeah. It's usually they just tell you what to do and you and you do it. And, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of these things. But it's funny, I, when I watch myself now on Seinfeld, which I have to say, I don't do a lot. It's not like I'm sitting here watching myself on Seinfeld. But the only thing I can see in it is my hair, which I know is, is ridiculous. But at that time, I was wearing my hair. It was long and curly. And I would wear it up in this clip on my head. Like if you look, I did several episodes of a show called Wings like that same year. And I had that same hairstyle with, and it's the same way that Julia Louis-Dreyfus wore her hair for that season. Remember she wore up in a clip and it was all curly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they decided that I could not have the same hair as Elaine. You know, I know that they thought they would get us confused or something because not much alike, but um, so they blew my hair out straight. So all I can look at is just this massive mane of hair. And I don't know if it looks as silly to everyone else, but to me, I'm like, oh, it's not really what I looked like. Anyway, it's funny, you look at yourself and uh, yeah, you only see the, the kind of oddities or things you're you know, not sure about. Yeah, you and you know, I remember watching it live and I remember um kind of siding with Jerry. I'm like, you know, this this was but as I now as I'm sure an older graduate, I'm like, I was taking your side on this. Like, you know, I know guys like that. They're having fun. And he yeah, he wouldn't let it go. And he was just I don't know, he he was being annoying, but I I, I side with you. Thank you. But well, I guess, what, did you ever, uh, yeah, what's your take on the Cotton Dockers commercial or commercials like that? Uh, you know, like, I, do, I remember those commercials and they're completely ridiculous. I think I side with Jerry. Actually, <laughs> they're kind of stupid commercials, but I will. Yeah, I'm really fascinated by the uh, kind of the 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 writing on the fly process that you brought up yeah. with Larry yeah. David. I mean, uh, take us to I mean, that story rehearsals, right? I'm assuming when he was doing some of that stuff where he was kind of throwing you those lines. Is this funny? That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what, what like how much was sort of, I guess, changed by the time you actually shot right. um, or not, 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 not specifically, but more. I guess tonally, were you um, were you wondering like this is not like any other show I've been on? I know at the time you may have had a few under your belt, or since then you were on a lot. Right. So looking back, were you like, holy cow? How do these guys like throw this thing together? Like, was Larry David like just a gene? Like, what what was the? It okay. doesn't sound like a normal process of, of putting yeah. together a sitcom, you know. But, so. but it's interesting because you guys talking about or kind of reminding me about the fact that it was a replacement. And I mean, I kind of remember that, but I don't, I only re remember it being maybe a day shorter than usual. It wasn't like it was, we threw it together in like two days that I remember there was a full rehearsal schedule, but maybe like you said, the table was on a different day. I, you know, but, but definitely the rehearsal process was different because I mean, I don't think I've ever had a writer come down and just sit there on the set with us and I don't even remember Tyronis being there during that time like he, I think Larry came in and just kind of they were tweaking things and it wasn't until you know the end of the day you do like a, a run through for the suits and you know that that um that it really came together yeah I mean for the baseball historians out there it's kind of like the old um Wally Pip if you don't know Wally Pip is <laughs> He got hurt. Lou Gehrig stepped in and yeah. the rest was history. The guy never missed a game and won the greatest ever. So what I'm saying is this episode, similar to that, right? Stepped in in our minds is number one of all time. Right. See, we, we talked a little off the air about where it ranked and you said, right. you, said well, you know, what do you, what do you think? Cause you sound like a fan of the show. Obviously early on, you didn't watch much, but now that you've seen all nine seasons, how do you, where do you think the phone message kind of belongs and have we have we swayed you at all i doubt i've seen every episode i'm just saying like you guys have but um 
I always thought it was a solid episode. I enjoy it. I liked it, but no one knows it. No one recognizes it really. Like it's, there's certain Seinfeld episodes that every, you know, the soup Nazi or whatever. Everybody, oh yeah, that one. But if I say I'm in the one where I like the Cotton Dockers commercials, they'll kind of go, hey, I don't know. People don't remember it. And maybe it's because it's early on or maybe just because, um, I mean, it's, it's not, it doesn't make lists, so it's not hyped. I, but I think it was a funny episode. And like we were saying, I think the fact that it informed both Jerry and George's, like the rest of the entire series, kind of makes it maybe a little bit important. Yeah. 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 I mean, for our money, like we said, it, yeah. it is George in a nutshell. I mean, coffee's not coffee, coffee's yeah. sex, you know, like uh, eating an apple. What'd you call me? You know, did you call me a wuss? I mean, it, like, oh, it's, it's George <laughs> and Jerry. I mean, right. it's the show. I mean, that, that like to us, that's. That's Seinfeld. I mean, you want to yeah. throw in, you know, soup Nazis and, and yada yadas. I mean, those are those are catchphrases for the masses. But you know, for, tippy for toe the is fans, a great tippy phrase, toe, tippy toe, lemon tree. We start almost every podcast with tippy toe, tippy toe, lemon tree. Seriously? Yeah, oh. it's, it's one of the greatest <laughs> lines of all time. I mean, that that sort of thing. Like, I, I mean, so so, what kind of interaction did you have with? Um, is it, I think it's Tori Pallone played George's uh, girlfriend. And, yeah, and all those I kind mean, of we, scenes. Were you were you we, on set for like shooting of those and things like that? or uh, I don't remember kinda... no I would have been backstage getting ready and people futzing with my hair and <laughs> blowing right. it down but um I mean we hung out just lunch and that kind of thing you know but it's funny because I don't think I don't think she worked much after that I mean I actually think no. she quit the business I think it was because she was great in the episode and I would think you know what I mean I think that I think she just she wasn't as into um the whole acting world. I don't know. I don't know what became of her really. She probably yeah. got a real career where she, you know, was successful. And but I don't know. Yeah. She, I mean, she was nice. I think you know, I remember Jerry was obsessing over this watch that he wanted. He had to have a certain watch. And during breaks and rehearsals, he kept going on about the watch and telling us about the watch. Finally, we were like, just go get the watch. Jerry, and he did, and he came back. And I remember she was super into the watch too. And I was kind of, hey, it's a watch. <laughs> but anyway, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, you had, you had a you had a you know your career has has gone you know gone on obviously a lot since that we brought up some of the ones in, in your credits. But I mean, just a ton of. Um, you know, a ton of, of shows that we all remember and love and, and a lot yeah. of big names in those shows. Right. I mean, obviously your Will and Graces, your home improvements, yeah. uh, you know, um, modern family. Yeah. I mean, so, so I'm, I know we kind of touched on it, but like when you, when you're on those shows, is it like, um, you know, is it to you like, okay, you know, comparing it to Seinfeld, I know Seinfeld you're on yeah. a while ago and it was early Seinfeld, but right. you know, Having a Larry David on set, you're not getting that on right. these other shows, no matter how great they are, right? Uh, as far as like no. the showrunner goes and being that involved in a show, I mean, no. it's got to be, um, you know, an experience that that you've I mean, kind the, of learned from and took with you on your other other endeavors. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, well, you know, the standard format for these things is you you get the script, you do the table read, then you, you break it down, you do rehearsals at the end of the day, you do a run through, and then. Back in those days, you'd get a delivery. Someone would messenger over new pages, like a new script at some point at night. Now, of course, it would come through the computer, but in those days, there was no such thing. And um, 
I remember you get the, 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 the from the drawer, you go through and see what they changed in your parts, you know? But you didn't have any interaction with the writers. I mean, they would be on set for the table read and the run through, but that was pretty much it. Um, I don't even, I, yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't think I ever had a, a writer come down and sit on the set and, and work with us. So it was kind of unique, definitely. Interesting. And uh, well, I'm sure Angela Lansbury was a lot like Larry David, right? Um. <laughs> Angela Lansbury was the loveliest woman, yes. just really just what you'd imagine. And uh, there was the thing on Murder, she wrote. I was the murderer, by the way. That was oh, I had to have that scene it. where she confronts show. me, you know, and I, I it yeah. was me. I, but that if you ever got lucky enough to get a two shot with Angela, which I was in a couple, they had a the special Angela filter on the camera. So you were all beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of fun. I'm like, why do I look so good in some of these shots? It was the Angela filter. Wow. Very That's lucky. great. Yeah, it's it's funny, uh, you know. We've spoken to over seventy guest stars, and I feel like thirty five percent of them have been on Murder She I'd say sixty five percent of them, uh, yeah. at least. At it least. ran forever and ever. It ran yeah. forever, yeah. and you didn't even have to audition for it. She just the casting director would give Angela like three tape reels and said, "Pick, pick from," and she just chose people. <laughs> it was very nice. Oh wow. Yeah, it's that's a nice little tidbit. Um, tell us, tell us about the the you you recently shot a pilot, right? A bad therapist. No, it no good. Hasn't happened yet. Oh, it's, it's still up, in the oh, work. it's still in the works. So, oh, even better. Yes, it is. Okay, it's in pre-production, so we'll see. <laughs> and it's funny, we've um, like I said, we saw so many guest stars, and like, oh, you know, Seinfeld changed my life because I was so recognizable yeah. and. Actually, some others are like, well, kind of pigeonhole me, blah, blah, blah. But like, like you mentioned, again, only only 13 million uh, watched that episode, which, by the way, was more than people watching Game of Thrones. So it, That's funny. Keep, right? keep it in perspective. Yeah, right, right. Um, but I guess, did it did it change you? I mean, you say Con Dockers. I think, I think when people think of that episode, they probably think Con Dockers versus the phone message. So. It's kind of a, yeah, right. a weird title, you know, or they could have called it Tippy Toe. But um, I'm just I, curious kind of how that kind of just changed things for you. I, I know it wasn't you know, Thursday night Seinfeld, but. It, I have to say, I, it, was, it became iconic very quickly. Within three years. It was like, oh, he's just like, oh, what was it? And oh, I never saw that one. Oh, it was early, you know, that kind of thing. But it was a little cred that you were on one. And I, for years, had that a little snippet of it at the very end of my demo reel. Like there would be things that were current. And then at the end, there would be this little, like the Easter egg if you got to the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And and it would be, just be a little bit of, of uh, Seinfeld. And people always went, oh, you know, so that was kind of fun. I, you know, over the years, when people hear things you've done, there aren't aren't that many things that people kind of freak out over. But Seinfeld's definitely one of them. I did a, an episode of a Star Trek, and people get freaked out over that also. Yeah, because yeah. you know it's a thing, and people are like, I still get weird fan rail from people like <laughs> peculiar you know, trackies that are super into it. But um, there's something about the Seinfeld world that, you know, it's also, I found that 
when I was a little girl, I remember watching I Love Lucy. That was a vintage comedy. And I remember thinking it was so funny and it was kind of cool because it was before I was born, but I was into it and I'd memorized Lucy episodes. It's the same thing with Seinfeld now with little kids. And like, I have a friend whose son is, I think 14 and he's obsessed with Seinfeld. And when they got to my episode, oh my God, he freaked out. He could not believe I was like a whole new person to him. And it's, my son, I have a 19 year old son who's finds the whole thing, all of my entire acting career, he just doesn't want to hear about it. But at some point, he's on a swim team and I started getting texts from um, moms. Oh my God, I, I, I just thought your son fell. I'm like, how? Well, it turned out that one of the boys, on the swim team had discovered that his you know, mom was on us and he was passing it around to people. And it, you know, so it's, it's kind of fun that it just keeps popping up in different generations of people who enjoy it. You know, it's not, it's taken on a whole new life. And that, and that episode, you know, what's so interesting about that episode is it, you're talking about 14 and 19 year olds, like, and, wow. and the phone message, right? It's the answer machine, something that doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. Right. But it's not still... only would they not know what the cotton diapers commercial was, right, right, right. but they wouldn't know what a, the idea of having a little tape that they were trying to steal or, you know. Yeah. 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 And and George and George leaving, I mean, him leaving that message, I still cannot laugh. Like, you know, take it easy, balls in your court. <laughs> and he, you know, he, he knows he can't get that message back, right? Kids today, they can replay the message, you know, yeah. it's a it's a whole different thing. So yeah. I mean, the funny, funny. Apple. Yeah, I, I remember being like 13, watching that live, and being like, "Oh yeah, if you call the girl, I need an apple." So it sound like I know what I'm doing yeah. on the other end. You sound relaxed. Oh, that's fun. So you were like that age when you first saw it. Yeah, live when it was coming out live. We were, you know, probably 12, 13, 14 years wow. old. So and th- and this is what we always say is George and Jerry. They even say they never grew up, right? They're always kids. They're children. They're not men. They're dealing with the same things that teenagers are dealing with. Trying to call the girl, you know, uh, you know, got an enthusiastic high. And then when, you know, George calls Jerry a wuss, that's something, you know, teenage boys might do. Yeah, you're a wuss. You're not going to, you know, so it's all, it's all there. And it's great to hear, you know, your son's into it now tonight. I mean, we're hearing that a lot with guests. He's not into it. Well, okay. He will (laughs) be soon. I mean, there's no, his friends are. Yeah. To your point about the I Love Lucy stuff, I mean, that's what Seinfeld is to that that whole new generation, right? And funnily enough. Comedy of that time. Yeah, and, and funnily enough, Jerry says he never watched an episode of I Love Lucy in to you in, in, your, in that not, episode. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So where does <clears throat> obviously, I mean, like like we said, Modern Family, you name it. Uh, I mean, incredible resume. Where's I know Seinfeld has a special place in your heart, obviously, but okay. where where do you kind of rank it as kind of uh, wow appearances? Well, you, it, it would definitely. I mean, definitely up there, both in that, aside from the hair thing, it's one of the few shows I can watch and go, I was funny. That's good. You know, because usually you're so critical of yourself as an actor um, that the Modern Family was a really terrific experience. Um, But yeah, I I think the fact that it has become so iconic and so appreciated over the years is really held up um it definitely has made it a very special place in my in my acting career 
for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's I mean, something that other people always know and remember. Yeah. I mean, what's great about that episode is that there were only two guest stars. So you really, like, That's you're right. so prominent there. And I just, the fear you put in George when he's trying to tell you the story and he's like, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It's just great scenes, and then obviously Kramer coming in. The whole thing is just uh, yeah. You know, had he had Kramer done all that sliding into the room stuff before? He, was is that established earlier? It no, must have he been. hadn't really done that yet by this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had the hair going at this point, pretty much, but not not that <laughs> sliding. And he wasn't yet, you know, the like we mentioned, like he had his role, which was just kind of the neighbor coming in and kind of doing his thing. He did become, you know, much of his, you know, uh, character is around saying, you know, putting his foot in his mouth, saying whatever he wants, right. Just coming right out. So that fit right in with cotton dockers, you know, great line by Jerry. I had to tell my friends, they didn't have to tell you, you know, that's, that's (laughs) always a a great line. I mean, this, this episode is littered with lines that we just use all the time. You know, it's it's an instant classic. Like I said, we rank it number one. Um, You know, you're a lot of that has to do with your, you know, your, Playing with Jerry on the couch, the snuggling, the tan pants. <laughs> Why do I wear tan? I mean, it's it's just uh, you know, any anything that you know, you know, just that we didn't get, didn't ask, or that you know, you you can remember. Sort of, what is your kind of overall like takeaway from from being on that set, and then sort of you know the, the fun times you probably had with, with Jerry and Larry you know, and everyone. I mean, I I think I was really very fortunate to have been there at a time when it was evolving. Um, it, it was, uh, I could, and the fact that they also, they weren't all really famous yet. You know, they, they had just done a few things. I think Julia Louis Drives had been on Saturday Night Live for like a season. You know, it, it, Jason Alexander had done Broadway. You know, they weren't known actors yet. So there was definitely more, of, I think, probably more of camaraderie on the set. Um, because the pressure was not as high yet, you know, but, um, yeah, it was definitely a, a, a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the pressure wasn't high, but you delivered, they all Thank delivered. Yeah. I mean, I just seeing you now, I like just puts a smile on our face. Cause <laughs> it, that episode is just, it means so much. We rang it one, but, and then the show really took off from there. But um, we can't thank you enough, Gretchen. This has been a- uh, Thank you for having me. We, uh, we thank, thank you so much for the time. Absolutely. And, uh, we love cotton dockers. <laughs> thank you so much, Gretchen. This was so much fun. Uh, you have to go look up the Dockers commercials and then you'll know what I mean. All right. <laughs> hey, get your son watching. Let's go. Yeah, let's get him on here. He, he's got to <laughs> catch up here. But um, thank you so much, Gretchen. This was so much fun. Thanks, guys. Good luck with everything. Bye. Thank you. Cheers.